Hey, this is the Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 208. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan and Edward to continue the arc of the good vibes by talking about a Naya Abzan deck. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What is going down? Whole ton is going down. Recording in a brand new studio with several distractions. <laughs> we got lots of patrons to thank. We got lots of stories to tell. We got a really great deck that we're going to do today. But before we get to any of that, we have to thank our official sponsor, FusionGamingOnline.com. Their source for all your gaming needs. Very much so. And with in- including this this Rodan that you're giving me right here. I'm going to finish out my set of foil Godzilla cards with an order from Fusion Games. I don't have one of the Mythic King Caesars. There's two King Caesars, apparently. I didn't know there was two King Caesars. There was just the one. Eh, Why does King Caesar get two cards and Mothra only gets one? I don't know. I just ordered the Mothra one, too. Me, too. The the, the Godzilla one? Mm -hmm. Foil? Mm -hmm. Oh, baby. That's right. Mine came yesterday. Oh, yeah? Can Mm -hmm. I have it? Then I... That's fine. (laughs) <laughs> it's already in a deck, man. Okay, good. Of course, CCO exclusive promo code CCO Fusion 5 will get you 5% off your entire order of Magic Singles. If you want to get your own Godzilla cards or any other Magic Singles, if you're ordering singles or, or Magic product in general, gaming supplies in general, you can still use the code. It lets Fusion know that their partnership with CCO is a good one. Which it is, because we're awesome. Very much so. As awesome as our YouTube, professional YouTube studio behind us, because oh, we're not yeah. recording in the regular CCO control room this week. Yeah, we're uh, we're victims of COVID this week, in that I have a little bit of a cold, and as long as I'm showing cold symptoms, I'm not allowed to be at work. So, here we are. Here we are. Yeah, it's fine. It's cold and flu season. Take care of yourself. Remember, wash your hands. Comply with all the things that the places that you go are telling you to do, all that jazz, so we can, before 2024, get back to, uh, you know, normal fucking mother-ass life. (laughs) There it is. We we want to get together and have beers with you guys, as opposed to just each other, because... Mm-hmm. While we do do a show together, we don't necessarily like each other. Very much not. <laughs> <laughs> the benefit to recording at the studio, studio Susio, you know what I'm trying to say. I do. Or whatever we're going to call Studio Brando's house, <laughs> is we can have beers. So if you're listening and it's what time? Weird- 9.53 in the morning and you want to have a beer... Go ahead if you're listening and it's happy hour, like we've been launching videos on Friday so you can drink with us. Yeah. Feel free. Crack a beer. We've got a deck. Should we let the cat out of the bag? Yes. What the fuck is this guy's name? You are... Hold on. The, the hints. He's a dude from a recent set who, who doesn't look like one of his creature types. That we were a little bit hard on, not in a good way. Yeah. In our set review. And we're still going to be hard on him, because I still don't think he's that good, but when you read the deck, yeah, he's the perfect yeah. choice for the deck we're okay, doing. Okay, let's get into him. Ab-Oon Moldaya Ancestor. Aboon. What is that, like three O's or five, five O's or... <laughs> two U's? Two U's, That's sure. how I'm going to say it. He's a 3-3 three, three elf spirit, and if you look at him, he's super jacked and really tall. Those are, those are elf things. He's obvious. Elves aren't tall. Elves are short. <laughs> it depends on what mythos you're talking There's about. There's one. Elf on the shelf. One. Elf on the shelf is short. Tolkien's elves are like. Short. Really? Yes. 
Elves are always short except in Dark Sun, where they're super tall because they live out in the desert instead of the forest, so they've evolved to have these really long legs so they can run really fast. Oh, yeah. But they're always short. Oh, and I guess the Warcraft, I think they're taller. Oh, well, but that's the, enough evidence for me. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, he's not tall, he looks like a giant, or just a dude, or just a spirit, because he's a fucking ghost. Anyway, he's a 3-3 for Naya and 1. At the beginning of combat, on your turn up to one target, land your control becomes an XX elemental creature token with trample and haste until end of turn, where X is his power, his being Oboon, it's still a land. Also has landfall, whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature. Mm. There it is. So, so we're doing a landfall deck, are we? No, we ah. aren't. Now this deck can... Submitted by, sorry, I couldn't find the word. Submitted by Magic Mike in our preferred deck list channel on our Discord. It's one of the benefits of becoming a patron. Head on over patreon.com slash CCO podcast. Check out the reward tiers. Get your decks in on the preferred deck list channel. Get them featured on the show. That's where this one came from. And in the write up for the deck, Mike says, not a landfall deck, specifically not interested in the landfall ability. What he is interested in, which is weird, yeah. is is plus one, plus one counters. And I know the landfall is plus one, plus one counter. But he says, you go to edhrek.com and you go to the themes page, plus one, plus one counter themes, and you look at all the commanders. There's no Naya plus one, plus one counter theme page on edhrek. So we're doing this Absan deck, as you yeah. say. But instead of black, we've got red, which I'm sure you are... Straight egg planting for. I I might say it later in the show. I might, but who knows? Yeah. Not well, to listen to see. You know, we talk about the commander, we talk a little bit about the deck. Let's talk about literally fucking everything else. Okay. Okay. Good vibe of the week. Do you got one? Good vibe of the well I've been stuck at home all week. Well, I that's some, not terrible. <laughs> I've been <laughs> stuck at home for eight months. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing a ton of Persona 5. I played some really great games with Lenny and Chris Von Doom. And new guy to the patron, the Patreon, the Discord, I forget his screen name right now, but he's from Virginia. Oh, yeah. Or he lives in Virginia. He's from Maine, moved to Virginia. He was cool. Say it again. Seth. Seth is his name. Thanks, Kyla. <laughs> I think she just made that up. That's funny. She knows it. You don't. <laughs> I'm bad with names, and I apologize for that. But we had some effing great games. I've learned again. Never trust Lenny Woolley. Never heard of her. Never trust him. He's a sketchy motherfucker, and he's up to something all the time. Okay. What about you? I got I got this good vibe. Last Ooh. week was Valor's birthday. Everybody knows. We had kind of a secondary, just like mini pizza party birthday with our neighbors. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the gathering restrictions and the whatever. With the monster truck cake. Y- yes, this was, well, this was pizza and cupcakes. Oh, shit. Yeah, so he got a Nerf bow and arrow. And never before have I seen a fucking three-year-old want to play with something as passionately <laughs> as a as a three-year-old with a bow and arrow. And we just finished watching all the extended edition Lord of the Rings, and it oh, took no. us like two months. So he's he's twelve now. Yes, <laughs> yes. We started before he was born. <laughs> so he's he's kicking balloons and shooting his helium balloons that we have left over at the roof, and he's like. Dad, I'm Legolas. I was like, oh, my life is complete. <laughs> That's my good vibe of the week. Now we just got to wait until he's in college and he's going to come home and say, Dad, I'm Gimli. Oh, no. <laughs> and I say to him the other day, I say to him, well, who can I be? Can I? 
And he's like, you can be Strider, Dad. I was like, yes, fuck yes. And I was like, what if I'm Gimli? We both have orange hair. And he kind of just looks at me like, huh. <laughs> like, you can fuck off. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. That's a good vibe of the week for me. It's not magic related, but it is fantasy genre elf related. Oh, man, we shouldn't be talking about genres mixing with magic. That makes people very oh, upset. Oh, fuck. All right, scrap the show. No, it's been a couple of weeks, so it's okay that we poke fun at it now. Well, I'm sure we might hear about it. Maybe after the show. Hey, up. we've made a whole three-year career out of making fun of shit that other people are a little bit upset with. I was going to say, maybe after the show, I'll go take a leak. Ooh. Ooh got there. Got there. Ooh. On your captain's throne in your bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> deep cuts, deep cuts. Oh, that is that All is right. tremendous. All right. Well, yeah. you know what? We've got some patrons to thank. If if they they can they've yeah, they've they, captained us, if, if you will. If they st- if they've stuck with us this long, I guess we should at least acknowledge their existence. Eh? Yes, very much so. Now, big fu to first patron. This is one of the benefits: the CCO nickname and the fu on air. Zach Allen. Two first names. So you know what we got to do? Give him a third first name. Never trust a man with two first names. Well, men with three first names, they might be okay. Jeffrey. Zach Allen Jeffrey. Z-Z-Z-A-E-J. Zaj. Ooh, that sounds dirty. Don't Google that. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, Zaj, welcome to the show. I've been doing the show for so long, I immediately pictured something in my head that's not... No... Yeah, Mm-mm. I'm gonna go to Urban Dictionary and make sure that it's a thing after the show. But uh, oh, it, it it will be. Oh, it's, you're yeah, of goddamn it right. It will. Everything be. is, it's literally weird. everything. It's terrible. Yeah. Okay. Continue. So, Zach Allen Jeffrey Zaj, welcome to the show. And fu next one, Dylan Wood. This is dirty already. Wait, it's got wood in it, right in his name. Yes, Dillwood. Dill, I like that. I actually kind of like that. Dillwood. That sounds like a newspaper comic. It sounds like something I should also not Google. <laughs> Dillwood, welcome, and F you. Yeah, okay. Next one. New Ultimate Tier Patron, Ryan Hillary. Name to be displayed on YouTube credits. Ryan. Ooh, 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 ooh. I, I got this one. Ryan, don't date Jazz Hillary. Like from Fresh Prince? I was going to say Jazz. Is that like Zaj? <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, don't date Zaj Hillary. Yes, Ryan, don't <laughs> date him. But really, date whoever you want, unless it's Jazz, because that guy's a loser, and Uncle Phil should just... Jazzy Jeff, like Will Smith's DJ? Yeah. Yes? It's from, you watched Fresh Prince. Yeah. Jazz was, was always trying to get with Hillary and then Uncle Phil. Master Shredder, as we call him here in the in the nerd town, would we'll just toss him out. Yes. Do you see that football meme? With, like, the dude making the Derek, big catch. Derrick Henry. And they cut him yep. out and like, they've been putting him Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. one of the ones was him getting thrown out of the Fresh Prince's house. Yeah, Derrick Henry stiff-armed that guy and he fucking, it's just the best meme ever now. <laughs> Derrick Henry's tank. Just FYI. Sure. All right. Ryan Derrick Henry Hillary. <laughs> Derrick Hillary. <laughs> big F you. Last one. Last shout-out. And I'm not sure how to say it, so I'm just going to say it. Just As per it. usual, right? Go, go for it. Lou Della Costa. Oh, we can use this for a shameless plug, dude. <laughs> Lou C.C. Oster. <laughs> right? Available at commandercookout.com slash shop. Shit, yeah. Oh, I like him. He's like a billboard now. <laughs> 
He's like that guy who changed his name legally to CasinoPalazzo.com. Or the guy that got the CCO tattoo. Oh, yeah, I love that guy. <laughs> that was real life, by the way. I like it. Maybe we'll, we'll I'll send I'll send Ian and Jonathan big shout out to the video editors that are going to see this. Maybe I'll send you the picture of the CCO tattoo. That was cool, man. That was that's, cool. That's, I'm not telling anybody to go and do that. But if you ever want to do that, definitely send us a picture of yes, it. Yes, we will consent to it for you. No questions asked. <laughs> as long as you don't want any money for um, yeah, we can't putting our to, logo on you. Yeah, we can't afford to pay you to be a billboard. But if you want to be one, we are. If you want to be our, if you want to be the CC, CC Institute, <laughs> I tried to make it work. It worked. Okay. But then what? people have to pay. I did. Uh, yeah. We could be the... The point is we appreciate the support. We could be the CC imps. <laughs> oh, man. You can't uh, just put CC in front of everything and have it be funny, can we? We could be PCO podcast. Pimpin' Cookout podcast. <laughs> That's better than just PO podcast. Pimp out podcast. <laughs> we could be pop. Popcast. Wait, I already have that. Fuck. <laughs> Get out of here, you, <laughs> you fuck. You just, you quit it. Oh, man, that's it. All right, well, I'll scrap that show for this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. That is excellent. Okay. We've got Obun. We've got an Abzan Nihilist. We're going to stomp Dink's non-landfall style. So you're not going to see Lotus Cobra in the ramp section. You're not going to see Omnath. That's a landfall card. You're mm-hmm. not going to see Avenger of Zendi or mm-hmm. the new Go Go. What is it? Go tall. Go tall one. The 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 four forforus forius for it starts with a fucking p. Yes, it'll be on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, most likely. We hope so. He can do that to me. I don't know if Ian and Jonathan are into that. It'll be on the screen, and they're like, ah, fuck, I gotta go find it. <laughs> okay, so plus one, plus one counters. Should we do a deck? I guess. So we're doing a deck, Obun, Moldaya Ancestor, a Naya Abzan deck, which means it's going to be plus one, plus one counter focused, and I guess big beats focused, because that's what Naya is all about. Yeah, at the beginning of combat on our turn, we make an XX elemental creature token with trample where X is Obun's power, so do we... That turns a land into a into a beater oh, until oh, end of turn. kind of the same thing. I'm always nervous about that. Yes, because your land can get terrored. Well, it's one of those things where, like, I'm going to turn my land into a creature. Okay, I'm going to kill it. Yeah, doom, like, doom blade it. Just specifically to put you back. You know what I mean? And the deck, spoiler alert, isn't playing a ton of really great utility lands or anything, but still, hey, do, it's always dangerous do we, do we play, spoiler alert, I guess, do we play Terra Eternal? That is, the lands are indestructible card. All lands are indestructible. We don't, but we could. We could. That's a gooder. We That's could. a gooder, because then they can't kill our land, which is great. Do we, because the, the land turns into an XX where X is Obun's power, right. right? Do we landfall, put a plus one counter on another, oh, another on-target creature? No, on-target creature. Do we just put it on Obun every time, and then we have like sort of a Voltron backup plan? Like a giant, well, yeah, it gives you two giant beaters every combat. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, because the land would turn into a 3-3 three, three maybe, or a 4-4 four, four the first turn, right? Like Obun on turn 3 or 4, and then you drop a land on the next turn when they can attack, and he's a he's a 4-4. Four, four. That makes a 4-4. Four, four. Yeah. And so does the land have haste? Yep. Okay, so yeah. we could attack for eight on turn four, maybe? That's actually good. That's not bad. Like, you know what's funny is, like, w- whenever somebody says something like that, it's always based on, like, traditional magic 
arithmetic and and traditional 1v1 20 life formats it's like oh fuck eight damage for four mana on turn four or five that's really good well hold on a second the game's gonna go like 12 or 13 turns and you've got like 120 life to chew through not just 20 yeah although eight's still pretty good eight's where you're looking like oh fuck i wish i could have blocked that Yes. Like oh, eight yeah. isn't jump change. Oh, if I got attacked for eight on turn four, I'd be pissed because I'd only be at like 32, 31. Maybe I'd be at 30 if I had a couple like fetch lands, shock lands. I'd maybe be in the 20s. Terrible. Yes. You don't want to be there. I hate being in 2020. <laughs> oh, wait. We're talking about different things. <laughs> yes. We're talking about different stuff. So where should we start? Should we start with the counter support? Should we just... Should we you know what? Let's, what we're doing. You or know should what? we talk about the regular stuff like drawing cards? Let's and, get the regular shit out of the way, so then we can spend time on like the the, the actual cool stuff that makes the deck the deck. Let's start at the ramp. There's eleven cards. It's easy. Okay, we're doing an arcane signet. Yes, a boundless realm. Give that one a read because that one's that one's a little bit wonky. Boundless realms is green six for sorcery. Search your library for X basic land cards, where X is the number of lands you control. Put them into play tapped and shuffle your library. So it doubles your lands. Yes. Okay. So that's sure. That's not too bad. Then we have a far seek. And if, if you're at seven mana, sorry, if you're at seven mana and you just go and find seven lands, oh baby, that's not too bad. I've, that that turns Oboon into like a two pump chump. Truth. If he's not already big, you could maybe just kill somebody. It, how many basics are we playing? Because that's important. We've got eight, eighteen. 25. That's pretty good. That's lots. Yeah. That's lots. That's more lots. than I play in five of my decks put together. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then we got a Farseek, a Fertilid, a Jiang Yagu Wildcrafter. That's a Planeswalker. Three loyalty, green, two. Each creature you control with a plus one, plus one counter on it has Bird of Paradise and minus one. Put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature. That static is so. So good. So underrated. That static is sort of like Cryptolith Right. That static is sort of like Rishkar Pima Renegade. It's mm-hmm. exactly like Rishkar, but better because it's any color in a three color deck. That card is really good in this deck. It's a solid card. Then yeah. we have a Kodama's Reach, a Rampant Growth. We have the aforementioned Rishkar Pima Renegade. And he's good. He enters a battlefield, three mana for a 2 2 Elf Druid. Enters a battlefield, put two plus one counters on among creatures you control. I think they have to be different creatures, but it's fine because you want to spread them because each creature you control with a plus one counter or any counter on it can tap for a green. Any counter. Very and, important. Yes, very important in this deck. Then we got a Sakura Tribe Elder, a Commander Spellbook Green Sol Ring. Ooh. Very important. Yeah, expensive, I think, right? And it's they, like a non-foil one's like eight or nine bucks. That's lots. That's I lots like, for a Sol Ring. I but. do like the art on it, though. I do really appreciate that yeah i'd like to get one someday you know what i want to say i want to say watch out for those bad boys on the the thursday altar options every every thursday on our facebook page if we can get some ah we'll get them we'll get them and song of fraley's is the last one that's a what do you call those a saga for green one uh both of the first two turns until your next turn creatures you control have tapped to add one mana of any color that's cryptolith right at cryptolith right mana cost for two turns Yes. That's good. And then at three, you put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control, and until end of turn, your creatures gain <laughs> Vigilance, Trample, and Indestructible. That's what real good. What the fuck? That's a good one. I didn't know that that card did all those things. Oh, I'm going to play that card. Yeah, I play that. That's a good-ass card. I used to, when I had Arena, I used to play that in my Brawl deck, and boy, howdy. Put a plus one on each creature you control, yeah. first of all. Because you're ramping into your huge-ass shit immediately, Yeah. and then you have all your huge-ass shit, and now it's got Vigilance, Trample, and Indestructible, so you just waste people with that card. It is 
That's a secretly really great card that I don't think gets near enough love. Yeah. Not near enough love. I do like that one very much. Okay, so that's our wrap. Let's look at the card draw real quick. And again, we're going to go a little bit quick through here because I don't know if all these have to be on the screen for you guys to know what they are. And a lot of them are just, well, every one of them except one is green card draw. (laughs) Who figured the the white and red component of the deck can't draw cards? What? (laughs) What the hell? Okay, we'll start with Shamanic Revelation. Draw a card for each creature you control. If you control something with power four or greater, you gain some life. Who cares? Riskar's expertise. Draw a card equal to the biggest power, then you can play a five drop for free. Jesus. Six mana. That card is good. The power level of that card is too damn high. <laughs> Another high-powered card, Return of the Wild Speaker. Instant speed, f- five mana. You either overrun all your non-humans, which is probably every creature in this deck, or draw a card for your biggest creature. Cool. Draw a card equal to its greatest power, I should say. That's dope. Now, here's a card that I've tried to play so many times, and it just... I always cut it. It's always the first cut from the deck. Path of Discovery. You know what? I think this card is underrated in graveyard strategies. Okay. So you're you maybe a Jun deck where you're looking for value or a Golgari deck where you're looking to dump stuff into the bin. Sure. Okay. Enchantment for green three. Whenever a creature enters a battlefield under your control, it explores. And to explore, you reveal the top card of your library. Put that card into your hand if it's a land, which we might want for landfall on Obun. Otherwise, put a plus one counter on the creature that just entered, right? Yep. So it's doing what we want to do. Then put the card back on top of your library if it's not a land or into your graveyard if it's not a land. So you draw draw a land card or, or surveil. No, surveil? Is that scry to graveyard? Yes. Yeah, you draw the land or surveil. Every time a creature enters the battlefield. It's, it's a, it's our our a feet cool. just touched. That was yeah. weird. <laughs> it's such a cool card. It's just, in this deck, it's perfect. Yes. But in lots of other decks I've played, and I tried it in Tana like four times, and I just keep cutting it. <laughs> yeah. You know what, this card? Fuck, i got to put it back in. Yeah, I make a cut, and I put it back, and then when I get a new card for Tana, I cut it and put the new card in. It's, just, <laughs> it's a never-ending cycle. How about Once in Future? This is a cool one, too. This is Return... A card from your graveyard to your hand for four mana, which sounds shitty. But if you, ad- what is it, adamant? Adamanted it? Yep. That means you spent three or more green mana to cast this green three card. You get two cards back. Actually, once in future is, if you just play it, you get one to your hand, one to the top of your library. Oh, and yeah. And if you adamant it, both go into your hand. Yes, 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 yes. I was going to play this in my lands deck. It's a cool card. Yeah, because I can make green like it's my job, but then I was like, ah, fuck it. Yogmoth's will. <laughs> I'm just going to go all in. <laughs> Lifecaster's Bestry? Bestiary? Bestiary. Yeah, it's the Pokedex. It's there. It's, people know what that card does. Yeah, it draws a card when you play a creature. This is a cool one. Inspiring card. Oh, man. It's an instant. It says draw a card for each creature you control with a plus one counter on it casually those creatures also gain indestructible so you you draw five six cards during your opponent's combat step when they're attacking you wreck their attack step and just refill your hand oh or somebody wants to wrath of god and you're like ah fuck it i guess i'll draw five and none of my guys die (laughs) first world problems right and blue has the best counter magic remember Except for green. Yeah, except for green. <laughs> except knew? for green when you try and wrath you, and then you want to draw a bunch of cards. That's like super cryptic command, but it's one-sided fucking wrath of God <laughs> against everybody else, and you didn't even need to cast the wrath of God. <laughs> it's perfect. Fuck. Green, man. Um, you know what? We should just... we Just stop reading green cards on the, yeah, sh- on the show. We should just get all the green cards and just burn them. 
We're going to burn them all. All right, now, I don't understand why this next card isn't... What is it? Garrick's Uprising? Uh, doesn't Garrick's Uprising cost 1,000 mana? No, it costs 3. Ooh, okay. If it's the card I'm thinking of, there's a new enchantment that came out in M21 that does the exact same thing as this, except it draws a card when it comes into play, and it draws you cards for something else as well. It's just a better version of Elemental Bond. It's a 3-drop enchantment. Whenever a creature with power 3 or greater enters the battlefield, under our control, draw a card. Uh, yeah, that could be... I think it's Garrick's Uprising. It's also Cavalier. It's also like Beast Whisperer. It's a creature, so it's easier to kill. But there's a lot of creature enters, draw card cards. Most of them are on creatures that cost green, green, something, something. Yes. I think that maybe... I'm I'm maintaining that Garrick's Uprising, or whatever the hell that card is. It'll be on the screen again if you're watching this on YouTube. Will be better than Elemental Bond. Could be. Or or should also be added in. I think Garrick's Uprising, that was like an M21, right? Yep. Maybe maybe Mike didn't have it. Maybe it was expensive for a while. Maybe. Who maybe could, he's just a baller and wants to go all foil and he couldn't find one. Well, none of the cards in this list are foil according to the Architect thing. Oh, well, yeah. So. I don't do that. <laughs> I just I just type the card in and whatever version of whatever price or whatever anything it just gives me. I just, how, do you, how do you then <laughs> fret about ever leaving the house with your deck? Do you know how terrified I am every time I take a magic deck out of my house? It's all up here, baby. <laughs> oh, so, so you were equally as terrified. Oh, I was saying I, I, I remember which ones I have in foil or not. Which is totally untrue because I order foils all the time from FusionGamingOnline.com. CCO Fusion 5 promo code. And then I rip the deck open that I'm going to put the foil in and I already fucking have it. Man, you just traded me for a $30 foil that, <laughs> that I was... may or may not need. <laughs> Who knows? So is that... Does that mean that my Shattergang brothers is finally going to get painted with little Not cartoon usses on them? No, it's, it's got to happen, dude. I know. All right, I'm, I'll pull it out. I'll pull it out. And you know, it's going to be totally funny. It's going to be. It's going to be. Uh, it'll be up on the. Maybe we'll do a like a temporary profile picture or something. Little Shattergang brothers of <laughs> me and Brando cartoon form. I just got to figure out how caricature I want to go. <laughs> you with your long hair, me with my slightly less long hair. <laughs> Rocking out, drinking beers, middle fingers galore. Maybe it'll just be raining middle fingers. Remember, it has to be something that I can play at Magic Fest. Maybe it'll be you standing behind a Gatling gun just shooting middle fingers out. Oh shit, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, we should go into the next section of the deck. Yes, how about the Go Fast category? Go Fast section has two cards in it. They're Anger and Fervor. Both give your team haste. Yeah, that's fine. That's, that's good stuff. Let's hit the removal section. Oh, yeah. There's some good-ass shit in here. We're going to start with All-Star and EDH in Vandal Blast. Vandal B. VB. That sounds like all things that are venereal and or non-Googleable. Yes. Destroy target artifacts you don't control or overload for five. Destroy all artifacts you don't control. That is the red Cyclonic Rift. My favorite part of that card is the little goblin running away on it he's like because ah. you can tell he just started some shit and he, he didn't realize how he much did, shit he just started yeah he didn't mean to yeah he did not he's, fathom he's certainly still at fault oh yes definitely like he thought he was just gonna spray paint his name on that garage but instead he ended up burning down the house and blowing up the yeah he was smoking a cigarette and he was spray painting with aerosol gasoline <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what's uh, happening all right how about rex sage rex sage enters the battlefield destroy an artifact or enchantment Night of Autumn. This card does a bunch of things. It does all the shit. 2-1 for 3. That's uh, green, white, 1 for a 2-1. Enters the battlefield. Choose 1. 
Put two plus ones on Knight of Autumn. So he's on theme. On theme. Destroy artifact or enchantment, so it's got some utility. And if you're going to die, you can gain four life. Sure. Sure. Kenrith Transformation. Enters the battlefield, draw a card. So automatically it's good. It replaces itself for two mana. Enchanted creature loses all abilities and is a 3-3 green elk. So that is Oko card form, right? Is this better than... Oko? The well, obviously not Oko because Oko is <laughs> well, it gives you a card back and Oko turns things into elks and then still is the card on the battlefield. But are o- planeswalkers easier to kill than enchantments in Commander? I ask you this: what? you can't attack an enchantment. It depends what you've Okoed. Oh, because Oko survives the elk swing. Also, Oko can exchange the food that he makes for the things that they're playing. Mm. So Oko's probably better. Yeah, Oko's probably better than Ken. Is it better? I'm just gonna that? throw that out there. <laughs> what is the thing that makes them into a zero one indestructible beetle? Darksteel mutation. Is that is Kenrith's transformation better than Darksteel mutation? Because Darksteel mutation gives them a really amazing blocker, but if you put a commander under it, that commander is going to be gone for a long time. Uh, with Darksteel mutation, you mean? Yeah. 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 I, you know what? Uh, good question. Because you can go around if you and over don't, a shitty zero one bug in this deck. You're going to trample over. I think it. in in your meta or with this deck, the question is like, how often are you trans Kenrith's transformationing or Darksteel mutating a commander, right? And also, how badly do you want to replace the card in your hand? Because there's lots of draw in the deck already. Yeah. Right. There's lots of. In play stuff that you're doing, your cards do lots of things when they're in play. So it's not like you're going to be, if you're sitting there with an empty grip, you're going to be sitting there with nothing yep, to do, yep. right? You, I don't know. You know. You know what's interesting is we're also playing Beast Within, destroy a thing, get a give them a three three. Right. We're not playing Chaos Warp, which could be Kenrith, Kenrith's transformation, and it could be Beast Within, right? Yeah, we're not playing the uh, Generous Gift either. That's right. We could play all the three mana. Yeah. I think at some point, all of those things that give your opponent something that are on or below rate, on rate for destroying anything that give your opponent some shit, or below rate and give your opponent something good, like Kendra's Transformation, like, I think they start to lose their effect when you're giving your opponents back a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. It's up in the air. Let's continue on to a card that I actually really liked in Standard at the time. Domri's Ambush. I wish more than anything that this card was an instant because I would have actually played it in Animar. It's a good card. Yes. This is a sorcery, though, for green, red. Put a plus one counter on target creature you control. That creature deals combat or deals damage equal to its power to target creature or planeswalker you don't control. So it's better fight. It's better fight because they don't deal damage back. We can hit planeswalkers, and it gives you a plus one, which is important to my Animar deck. At two mana, which Ancient Anubis already did, but it's a fucking sorcery. Yeah. It's like they knew, right? Yeah, it's like the free- we're playing Chain Reaction and Blasphemous Act. Those, Those kill things. The red sweepers and the aforementioned Beast Within. I wanted to say what should also be in this section is Ashling the Pilgrim. If you don't know Ashling the Pilgrim, she's a 1 1 for red 1. Uh, you can tap some amount of mana to put a plus 1 plus 1 counter on her, which is on theme. And if you do that three times in a row, you remove all the plus ones, and she deals the plus one, plus one counter number in damage to each creature, and I think each player too. So she's a great sweeper, she's a great mana sink, and she's an incredible beater in a deck like this where they're just going to be pumping counters onto a creature. That's a good one. You know what, when when we get to the budget section, I've got two suggestions 
You've got one suggestion, that's three, and I've got three suggested cuts for the deck. Sick. So we'll, we'll look at that when we get there. Okay, so we've done the go fast, we've done the removal, we've done the ramp. Let's Should we talk the, about what makes the deck exciting? Let's do the plus one counters. Okay. Or counter support, because there's some cool cards in here, and again, these are not always the most front of mind when talking about Naya decks. And a lot of these you've seen, the, at least the green-white component of this section, you've seen them in Abzan decks, but not in Naya decks. And red gives us a little bit of, as we continue to explore the deck, red is going to give us a couple little more nuggets that we don't usually have to play with. Dig it. We're going to start with the Ozolith. All right. Whenever a creature with counters leaves, you can put them on the Ozolith. When something ETBs, you can put them back on the creature. At the beginning of combat, you put them onto a creature you control. Oh, yeah. So, so you don't even, yeah. It doesn't even need to be another thing ETBing if you just have something, right? Playing Brawl. Do you know how many people I had scooped to Ozolith? It was pretty good. Because it is a not below six number. Yeah. I've had lots of people just scoop to that card. Because they don't have a, like immediate answers for it. So you go that. And then you have a bunch of dudes with counters on it. And it's like, oh, fuck. Because now he's just going to... He's just going to pump me every turn. Yeah, doesn't matter what I do. He's just going to have a guy that's going to pump me. I play it in my Vivian deck where you had like the reach counter guy, the trample counter yeah, guy, and the yeah, bridge yeah, counter yeah. guy. So yeah, I'd because always it's Im- any counter. Yeah. So I'd immediately have a dude with reach, trample, and vigilance. And then however many plus one, plus one counters on it. Holy yep. fuck. Oh, the Ozolith is a card that you will immediately love as soon as it works. It's yep. a cool card. I love that card. And you know what you have to do? Ozolith... Um, apologists or anti ozoliths is end of your opponent's main phase before they go to combat because that triggers when they go to combat and it's going to go onto the stack you have to say before you go to combat when they're like tapping their guy sideways you're like hey hold on back you up uh, you got an ozolith trigger that i don't want to go on the stack you that's when you do it yeah fyi yes Okay. next up is shalai voice of plenty all right this is a three four flying angel for four you, Planeswalkers you control, and other Creech have Hexproof. Ooh, it's not terrible. Green, green, four. Put a plus one on each creature you control. Jesus. No tap there. So if we can make lots of mana, yeah, we could may- maybe do that twice. I don't know. Could That's this lots. be a Cather's Crusade? I guess the you having Hexproof thing is pretty Is there sweet. no Cather's Crusade in the deck? I don't think so. Well, maybe there's a suggestion we could make. That's a pretty good card. <laughs> Anyway, now whatever. It could be, yeah. First uh, red addition to the plus one, plus one counter game is Rhythm of the Wild. I like this one. Enchantment for red, green, one creatures you control can't be countered, so fine. That in itself is cool. Non, non-token non creatures you control have Riot, which means when they enter the battlefield, you choose plus one, plus one counter or haste, and they get it. Oh, baby. That is sick. That is very cool. Yeah. Uh, Renata... Called to the Hunt. First time we've played this card? I think so. I think so. Okay, so this is a, a Star 3 Demigod, Legendary Enchantment Creature Demigod from Theros Beyond Death. Green, green 2, power equal to your devotion to green. So, I don't know, what is this card? A 3-3? Three, three? She's a 2-2 two, two if you just play her and oh, nothing else. Okay, so maybe she's a 4-3? A 5-3? Yeah. Like, normally? Upside is she's an 8-3? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Each creature you control enters a battlefield with an additional plus one. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, That's, yeah, yeah, on theme. And I remember, when they say additional plus one, what they mean is 
it gets a plus one when it enters, whether it has one or not. Yes. So it's not like, oh, it doesn't have one, it doesn't get one. Well, no, no it does. It does get one. <laughs> I like this card, Pride Malkin. Uh, yeah, I like the picture too. <laughs> a little bit impressionistic even, I like it. Okay, so this is when it enters a battlefield, put a plus one on a creature you control. Oh, read, read the second part, Ryan. Read uh, the second part. Each creature you control with a plus one counter on it has Trampski. There it is. It's a Trampski. It's there a two-one it cat for three. By I, the way, I have no idea why it gives trample. Like, why does that thing? It give was trample? it was the random common M twenty-one cat that goes into the cat deck. Yeah, that's why. And it's just yeah, it's gonna trample. Whatever. Yeah. How about Luminarch Aspirant? This is a cool one. Luminarch Ass. Luminass. Luminass. <laughs> okay, this is a human cleric for two. Like, white one. At the beginning of your upkeep, put a plus one counter on a creature you control. Straight up. And that's, that's it. Yeah. You can put counters on itself. Yep. You can put counters on your whatever. Yep. So good. You can put plus one counters on your land if you stack the, the triggers appropriately yep. with Obun. Or and on then your they o- keep the counters when it becomes a land again, right? Or onto your Obun to make the land creature that you'll eventually make bigger. Oh. You don't even need to put it on You can land. choose. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And next up is Karn's Bastion. It's a land. Taps for winding or four tap proliferate. So you just increase the number of counters on your creatures and or lands. Juniper Order Ranger. This is an oldie but goodie. Whenever another creature enters a battlefield under your control, put a plus one counter on that creature and a plus one on Juniper Order Ranger. And it's a a two, four, for five. So that's like a little tiny mini, what's it called? Cathar's Crusade. That's fine. I guess. Yeah. Harden skills. If one or more counters... Gets put onto it, plus ones, it gets another one. Grumgully the Generous. Each other non-human creature you control enters a battlefield with a plus one on it. Hell yeah. Yeah, so every time you get a creature, it's just one bigger now. Yes. Good Fortune Unicorn is Renata, but it's a 2-2 two, two for 3. Whenever a creature enters a battlefield, you get a plus one on it? Yeah. Okay. Evolution Sage. Landfall, proliferate. Yep. So that is going to proliferate our counters. Enduring Scale Lord. Oh, look at this guy. This is a 4-4 flying dragon for white-green 4. White-green dragon. Neat. Cool, yeah. Look at he's all glowing and stuff. He must have hit the tanning bed. (laughs) No, he's all white. He mustn't have not hit the tanning bed. Oh, yeah. He's Seamus. He must just have gone out into the sun (laughs) and not hit the tanning bed. Yeah. Whenever one or more plus one counters are put on a creature you control, you may put a plus one counter on Enduring Scale Lord. Oh, so he just gets bigger. Yeah. What's the dragon whenever... Um, Sunscorch Regent. Whenever an opponent casts a spell, he gets a plus one and we gain a life? Yeah. I like that one, too. Let's talk about half the budget for the deck, Ryan. <laughs> oh, baby. Doubling season. Yeah, you knew it was here. If yeah. a counter or a token comes in or gets put on, you double it. Not a plus... Not one more. No, you double it. Yes. Hence the hence the name. It's not... It's not one more season. Yeah. It's doubling it's season. bitch-ass season. <laughs> not mother-ass season. <laughs> All right. How about Conclave Mentor? That's if, another thing. Oh, yeah. If one counter, you get a you get a second counter, right? It's, uh, it's kind of like Harden Scales on a 2-2 two, two for 2, but when it dies, you gain life equal to its power. So it's got all kinds of upside. Oh, yeah. That's good. Bow of Nylea. Oh, this does a lot. Attacking creature you control have death touch. This all- is... Already incredible. Yes. Legendary artifact enchantment. So it, it kind of is maybe a victim to many different types of removal. You can green one tap, choose one, put a plus one counter on a creature. 
Bovenilia deals two damage to target creature with flying, gain three life, or put four cards from your graveyard on the bottom of your library in any order. All relevant. All relevant. I think the plus one is the one that we're going to use because we're not playing any tutors to find those cards. So that's the thing. Last one in the plus one, plus one support section is Anafenza Kintree Spirit. I kind of wanted to build a mono white deck out of this because it's a two drop. It's white, white for a two, two spirit soldier. Whenever another non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, bolster one, which is choose a creature with the lowest power among creatures you control and put a plus one counter on it. At least toughness. Oh, sure. Same thing. Whatever. Yeah, it's the same. But it's totally not the same thing, but usually it's the same thing. Yeah. Usually they're the same. How about the boys? Have you, ever, have you watched the boys? You haven't watched the boys. No. Everybody should watch the boys. Me and Kyler are watching the boys. It's a great ass show. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's the superhero one? Yeah. All where right. it's like all the superheroes are assholes and Superman's like a fucking mom-obsessed, weird serial killer guy and Wonder Woman's like a middle-aged lesbian and The Flash is like Shaquille O'Neal, basically. Oh, yeah? And it's a good ass show, man. Does he still run fast? Super fast. Oh. Slower than he used to, though? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's a it's a good-ass show. Okay. All right. Let's talk about the boys. The motherfucking boys. The Cocksmith boys. Wildwood Scourge. Zero, zero for green X Hydra, of course. Enters with X plus ones. This could just be a Hydra deck, right? Because they all have plus ones. It could be. It, it very much could be. Whenever one or more plus ones are put onto another non-Hydra creature you control, put a plus one on this one, on this Wildwood Scourge. So if you were to have a Catherus Crusade and you put a thing in and you put a counter on all your creatures that weren't Hydras, would Wildwood Hydra get a bunch or would it get one? It says whenever one or more. Okay. Would you put on but, another? But it would trigger for... On another creature, so it would trigger for each... It would trigger for each creature... But only once for each creature, regardless of how many counters at one time are put on. So if you had five creatures that all got a plus one, plus one counter, it would get five plus one, plus one counters. Yes, and if you got five creatures that all got five plus one, plus one counters at the same time... It would get five. It would still only get five. Yeah. Okay. Still very powerful with Cathar's Crusade. Why is that card not in the deck, Magic Mike? Come on. Come on, Magic Mike. Up your game. Uh, we got a walking ballista. Everybody knows fucking walking ballista. We're just gonna go out. Go walkie, past you're gonna you're gonna clump walkie B. I'm clumping walkie B and moving right on to Oolash to the hate seed. Clump them, fuck them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, the, <laughs> this used to be a popular genre because there wasn't very many gruel commanders. Remember back in the day, there was there was a whole ton of of like mono colors. Yep. There were some fine. Two and three color ones, but this was, uh, anyways. Because back in the day, all of the two colored legendaries used to cost a billion. Yes. Or were Rakdos, the the original Rakdos that would just wreck you. And it still cost a billion. Yep. Yep. So this is a zero, zero for four, which is literally like a billion, or at least infinity when you look at (laughs) power and toughness to mana cost ratio. But it enters the battlefield with a plus one counter on it for each. Red and each green you've ca- you've spent to cast it, right? No, it enters with a plus one plus one counter for each other red creature you control. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And each other green creature you yep. control. Yep, so yep. you can pay one, remove a plus one counter, and it deals one damage to target creature, or you put a one one green sapling creature token onto the battlefield. It's pretty good. Also good with Cathar's Crusade because you can just remove counters to put creatures onto the battlefield to pump your whole team. 
Yeah. Ooh, it's good. Yeah, it's, it's That's why shit. red is good in plus one counter decks, because you can do that kind of shit. Yeah, man. How about Rage Forger? Rage. Rager? Raging Forger. Okay. Rager I love, Forger. I love having a good Rager in the deck. <laughs> Phyrexian or otherwise. This is a 2-2 Elemental Shaman for th- uh, red 2. When it enters the battlefield, put a plus one counter on each other Shaman creature you control. Is is Obuna Shaman? No, he's an no, elf, he's not. elf that, elemental, right? There must be other shamans. Elf spirit. Okay, sure. Whenever a creature you control with a plus one counter on it attacks, you may have that creature deal one damage target player. That's Ooh, why. That's it's in there. why. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, why yeah, that's yeah. there. How about a peen Caesar dragon? A peen a peen what? A what Caesar? You heard me. All right, four four flyer for six. Red, red, four, your favorite CMC. Yeah. Devour, two, enters the battlefield, sacrifice a creature. Every time you do that, it gets two plus one counters. That's why it's in here. When it attacks, it deals damage to target player equal to the number of plus ones on it. Or creature. Ooh. It's so not going to do creature. It wrecks something. What if you had, Ryan, <gasps> a brash taunter? Because holy shit, that would be so good. Brash taunter, yeah. You know what we got to do? We got to look at all the brash taunter lists that are being submitted in the in the preferred deck list channel on the on the Discord. The patrons, a monster. The patrons are now a a bunch of monsters because of you. And you know what? You know what we're going to do? Keep them coming. Keep the creative brash taunter lists coming because we're going to look at all of them. And we're going to do like a, a taunter bowl, a brash bowl. <laughs> we're going to do bowl season. It's going to be like fucking Christmas in college football, but with brash taunters. Yes. It's going to be excellent. All right. Next one is meat gazer root. Meat gazer root gazer. All right. I, I stand by what I said. Okay, okay. This is a 2-3. This is brand new from Zendikar Rising. This is a great card in decks like this. Yeah, white, green, beast, 3-2, Vig, which is great because you can attack. Post-combat, you can tap it to put a basic land from your hand onto the battlefield, which translates into a plus one for a boon, mm-hmm. or tap return target basic land you control to its owner's hand, of which you can just play again on your second main phase that you're doing this in. Yeah. To to get a counter on Obun. <laughs> it's such a good card. And it in I mean, I know this isn't necessarily a landfall deck, but man, this is a this is a hell of a landfall yeah, card. It gets you a second drop or it gets you a, a whatever. I I might actually Oh no, but it's basic. I was gonna say I might actually want to play that in Child of Alara, but I only run a, a whopping two basics. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you don't give a shit about the landfall, what it does is it lets you tap a creature to untap a land so you can tap out and then put your planes back and put it back down it's like swordsman up Ooh, yeah right he's a that's a remarkably underrated creature and i hope that we we see it in lots more lists going forward yeah. he's really good i like it how about mawu loyal companion oh yeah he goes with our planeswalker what's his name again jow we could just scroll up, but we're not going no, to. No, we're not going to at all. You guys know who we're talking about. We They do. This is a 3-3 three, three for green, 3 trample vidge, which is good. If one or more plus one counters would be put on them, you get an extra one. Neat. Yeah. And that's instead, right? So it just happens all at the same time. Instead. Yeah. That's fine. Luminous Broodmoth. Oh, this is unflying. It's got unflying. What? Whenever a creature you control without a flying... Without flying dies, return it to the battlefield with a flying counter on it. It's undying, but with flying counters. Oh, I understand. Like unflying means yes. it doesn't have flying. Yeah, but yeah, but it, but it will. So that's horsemanship. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a three four flyer for four. 
Good card. Very good. Loyal Guardian. Also good. At the beginning of your combat on your turn, if you control your command, you put a plus one counter on each 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 creature you control. On each creature. And remember, stack your triggers accordingly such that you turn your land into a creature and then you put the counter on it. Yes. Yes. And now where are we going to get creatures from, Ryan? Crank my dank. Maybe Red will help us with Cranko Tin Street Kingpin. Yes. So he's a 1-2 gobble for 3 when he attacks. Put a plus 1 counter on him. Then create a goblin for each plus 1 counter on him. No, equal to his power. Equal to his power. So the first time he attacks, you get 2. That's right, because you get the counter and then you get the goblins. And we're going to proliferate and put counters and do and thing. And you don't even need to attack with those goblins in this deck, I don't think. You can just leave them all up to block because we're going to have flying from Luminous Broodmoth. We've got dragons, obloons, lands. You could just use all those goblins as chump blockers. Yeah, man. Yeah. Killin mouth dragon. Ass mouth dragon. Nice. Dink stomp dragon. We could, <laughs> yeah, anything we want. If it has dragon as a as a suffix, we can we can CCO it. Yeah. I dig it. This is a five five for seven, so it's probably a. It's probably terrible. Yeah, amplify three. Now, do you do you remember what amplify is? This was originally from legions or scourge. Uh, as this creature enters the battlefield, wait. put a. Ooh, ooh, you reveal things right from your hand. Is that how it works? Yes. Okay. You put three plus one counters on it for each dragon you reveal from your hand when you play it. So amplify three. Each dragon gives three plus one plus one counters. It's a flyer. You tap it, and it deals damage equal to the number of plus one counters on it to target creature or player. So there's only one other dragon in the list. Don't care. We're just going to put counters on it. For yeah. seven mana, though, that's Yeah, I don't know. I think that there could be something better. Maybe there's, like, an enchantment. That maybe might be off theme, but also on theme that we can play instead. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of want to cut this for Cathar's Crusade, but this plus Cathar's Crusade is actually really fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with this Cathar's Crusade, Cranko. Like, you just attack with Cranko, you get like six goblins, and then you tap your Killing Mouth, kill mouth Dragon just to deal six, seven, eight, whatever it is. Not a, You don't even need... You don't even need to attack. And if you've got if you've got the um, the song of Fraley's, is that what it was? That gives your guys vigilance. You can attack for eight or thirteen, and then tap it for eight more. Yeah, Ooh, that is how you turn dinks into earth matter. Yes. yes, and then grow vegetables out of them. Yes. How about high sentinels of ass? What would those look like? You know what? We're just gonna leave that. Yeah. High sentinels of ass. You heard me. Of arse? Sure. Sure. That's how they say it on the East Coast. 3-4 four for 4 flying gets plus 1 for each other creature you control with a plus 1 on it. Okay. okay. And you can pay 4 to put a plus 1 counter on target creature. Uh, probably good, but we can, are we making big mana in any way thus far? I don't think we so. We haven't found it yet. So that's kind of whatever. Now, okay. I'm happy to see this card because I like this card a lot. It's Goblin Raise Runners. Goblin Raise Runners. Was this originally in Battle Bond or was this a reprint in Battle Bond? This is a reprint. It was from one of the Alara sets, I believe. Sure. This is a 3 4 for 4 Goblin Warrior. Oh, because it was a warrior. And that's why it was in Battle Bond. Red 1 Sack of Land. Oh, baby. Oh, I like where shit. this is going. Oh, shit. Put a plus 1 counter on Goblin Raise Runner. 
At the beginning of your end step, you may have Goblin Razor and deal damage equal to the number of plus one counters on it to target player or planeswalker. Yeah. Yes, I like that. That's a good card. And in this deck, you might not, like I totally would, but <laughs> you might not even need to sacrifice any land. Yeah, because you're just going to have counters, right? Just going to put some counters on. Yeah. So good. Falcon Wrath Exterminator. All right. I just sorted all of, hey, get this. I just sorted all of my. Avacyn restored commons, uncommons, and rares. And I was like less than 20 cards away from an entire set. Didn't even know. Wow. Yeah, FusionGamingOnline.com. They helped me out with the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> I had Avacyn. I had I had like all the expensive shit I had. And I needed like Bruna and I needed a Tybalt. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't have some of the weird shit. Okay. What is this? A Falcon Wrath Exterminator? Yeah. Sure. Vampire Archer? It doesn't oh. even have reach. Yeah. 1-1 one, one for red 1. Deals combat damage to a player. Put a plus 1 counter on it. Okay. Red 2. Falcon Wrath Exterminator deals damage to target creature equal to the number of plus 1s on it. So it's a removal spell, kind of. It's okay. But you want to get plus 1s on it. And he gives himself. He's a boy, right? So he's going to get big. Yeah. Okay. How about a crowning Saracock? I like it. This is a 4-3 Rhino. He's got rhinoplasty. That's when you, like, everybody's like, it's like when people get their nose done. No, it's not your nose that you're getting done. Getting your your other horn done. This is a a 4-3 Trampler. Each creature you control with a plus one counter on it also has got the Tramps. Also, if you're talking about huge horns and the boys, and you've seen the boys, season two specifically... You know. And if you don't know, you don't need to know. Watch season two of The Boys and then you'll know. <laughs> yes. Okay, this is a family-friendly show. Sure. We're, yeah, We're right. going with that. Yeah, that's what we're going to say. Yeah. How about Champion of Asshole? <laughs> Champion of Lambholt. This is another Avacyn Restored special that I had. <laughs> a 1-1 one, one for 3. Creatures with power less than it can't block it. Or creatures you control. Just creatures you control. Oh, okay. They just don't want to attack then. But it might because whenever another creature enters a battlefield under your control, put a plus one, plus one counter on Champion of Lampold. That's a super good card. Yeah, that's like an, like half a Mar. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Not as good and definitely not as good, but it does half <laughs> of what Animar does. <laughs> oh, and the last one is Basri's Lieutenant. Ooh, this is new from 21, M21. Yep. 3-4 for white, 3. First time we played this, I think. Human Knight, Vigilance, Protection for Multicolored, so it's going to swing in on Multicolor Commandies. Enters the battlefield, put a plus one counter on target creature you control. Whenever Bastry's Lieutenant or another creature you control dies, if it had plus one counters on it, create a 2-2 White Knight creature token with Vig. Which is literally can create a White Knight. Yes. That's what White Knight is. Yes. It's too bad with Bastry's Lieutenant that you can't use Obun to put counters on that. Oh, because non-token creature, right? No, nah, because he has protection from... from oh, Obun. yeah, and you have to target with Obun's, with Obun's yeah. landfall ability. That's right. Multicolored. Yeah. They knew. <laughs> they knew. <laughs> they, they understood the synergy. It was they, too damn high. Yeah, they knew that CCO was going to do this deck. <laughs> they probably did. Honestly, they keep pretty close tabs on us, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the deck. That's the whole deck. Well, we've got some land. I, you know what? The whole land section, 36 plus Karn's Bastion is 37 lands in the deck. We're looking at like 16 bucks. Yeah. Notable exclude to the land is the uh, the green thing that taps to put a plus one, plus one counter on your green creatures. 
Orin Reef. Oh, uh, yeah. There's or- no Orin Reef. And there's no the 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 colorless one. Does that one put plus ones on? I think colorless creatures only. Yeah, that one. That one's not, sure. that one's not good. Also, anymore. is there a Lanamore Reborn? The one with Graft. The one with Graft. Creature comes into play, gets a plus one. No Graft, Lanamore Reborn. Yes. Regardless, let's move to strengths and weaknesses. Strengths and weaknesses. First strength, and we talk about this lots on the show. Unique and interesting. Not the standard Naya deck, not an Abzan deck, not a not a theme that you can find in Naya on EDH Rex. It takes the boring Naya, which is giant creatures that attack, and the boring Abzan deck, which is put plus one, plus one counters on a bunch of smaller creatures that attack, and combines it into something that's new and exciting. Very cool. This kind of feels like a an attracts a deck that has red in it instead of black and blue. And yeah. we're even playing the the inspiring call or whatever to give us that counter spell fuck you card like blue would play. <laughs> there we go. Oh yeah. Obunska. <laughs> okay. Does what it says it's gonna do. Very important, both in life and in gaming. Do Agreed. what you say, right? Yep. It's gonna stomp some dinks, slap some lips. Give haste, give big creatures. You've got a couple dragons in there. It's on budget, which is the next kind of strength, is it's affordable. It does a really cool thing for not very much money with a couple of obvious cuts to bring that that budget weight out. Very much so. And a couple obvious includes when we get to the budget section. I know we already touched on Cathar's Crusade, be very good, very good in this deck. Mm-hmm. Let's move over to the weaknesses. It sort of feels and maybe this is just the cco in us talking where we want to do something so off the wall or so stupid so funny <laughs> we kind of we next level ourselves when we do a deck like this where it's like it kind of feels like the every deck not in a bad way because i think the deck is fine but it almost i when we were texting about the deck i was like this feels like the deck that you'll run into at your lgs where somebody says oh yeah it's my obun deck okay it's my naya plus one counters deck Naya plus one counter sounds like I'm going to run into it lots, even though I'm not going to. <laughs> even though it doesn't exist, th- this is the only time you're ever going to run into that. It does sound like something that you're going to... I mean, at the end of the day, it's, like, it's very cool, it's super neat, but it is, at the end of the day, a giant stompy Naya deck. Yeah, what, it, did, I, what did I say? It's, it's like the unnamed non-player character Yeah. in, in an RPG. Yeah. Right? It, Where it's like, oh, this is just the next person i have to talk to or fight (laughs) it doesn't make them uninteresting it just it it kind of blends to the background where everybody's doing stuff like this and that doesn't mean that it's not good it's just you you kind of expect it to be more off the wall yeah well you know what let's let's spin it then let's spin it to a positive because this is the arc of good vibes we can spin it to say if you're going to build a plus one counter deck a naya deck a theme deck of some variety that somebody knows or or has an expectation for put some weird ass shit in right like put in the put in the prey caesars and the crankos and the and the kiln mouth dragons that while are still on theme for counters and and not landfall but creature fall (laughs) creature fall to do your theme even though they're different or interesting unique cards to the, the 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 strategy or the format in general yeah i mean you're still doing naya stuff 
we were doing Naya stuff in a very different way. I, I play an Abzan counters deck that's a sliver deck. So yep. I'm doing sliver shit, but I'm doing it in an Abzan way. Yep. And Three it's just, color slivers. Yeah. Yep. Just, and you can do that kind of stuff with decks like this. And they are very cool. And they are a deck that you're going to be able to take out into the wild and have really great games with them. And you're, you're going to get a few laughs because, again, you're doing something that your other opponents probably aren't doing. That is actually a really good example. It's, it's an Abzan plus one counter deck, but it's sliver tribal. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Budget section, because we've got a couple things to say here. Total price of the deck, 197 Bald Eagle units. That's 777 Maple, Maple Leaf Maple units. Leaf units is exactly what I was going to say. Yes, 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 yes. So, most expensive cards in here. Doubling Season at 40 Lum- Luminous Brood Moth at $12 now only. Remember, it was like 40 for a while. Mm-hmm. Rishkar's expertise at eight could be a harmonize for free. Get the fuck out of here with harmonize. I... Never cut anything for harmonize <laughs> under any circumstances. <laughs> there are too many better options to harmonize. Yeah. Don't play harmonize. I'm just saying it's like a thirty cent card. It is. I'd cut a forest for harmonize. Fuck. I would cut myself and not play harmonize. <laughs> I would. I would. I would take a harmonize and cut myself with it, paper cut style. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well. Anyways. That's $60 in total cuts is kind of where I was aiming for, sure. for that, right? And 60 bucks doesn't get us below $100, which we probably could do with this deck. And if we go below 100 like, we are playing some budget-ass Mander. Yeah. Which yeah. I know isn't super important to everybody, and I know we don't kind of bend our content around budget, but... I mean, a hundred bucks is like, oh fuck! I'll just go out and buy this deck. Yeah, if you can, that's easy. If you can fit it into a budget shell, then by all means, yeah, do that. Or, or hey, I opened this doubling season in Double Masters or in Battle Bond, or I just happen to have this doubling season. Like, like Fu Aiden was like, oh fuck! Did you see, I got that 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 damaged on just the backside. Fifty dollar foil doubling season from Ravnica. Ooh. And he's like, fuck! I got the deal of a lifetime on on this. Doubling season. Here's a hundred dollar deck that CCO did. Fuck! I'll just put it in. And yeah, now it's a two hundred dollar deck. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so I just wanted to aim for for that sixty seventy dollar range. One hundred and thirty seven dollar deck with those three cuts, and we had three or four kind of includes Ashling the Pilgrim, yeah. um, or Ashling the Pilgrim. Yes, Ass Assmouth the yeah. Pilgrim. Yeah. yeah, any anything works. Yeah. If your name is Ashling, please become a patron. We've got plenty of nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, Cathar's Crusade. Yep. And then I liked Into the North and Nature's Lore. Right. We're playing a Arcane Signet that's a two-drop mana rock. Mana rocks can be destroyed, right? They're artifacts. Mm-hmm. Basic lands that you would find from Into the North or Nature's Lore at the same two CMC slot are going to not get destroyed as often because they're basic lands. And they're going to trigger Obun's Landfall plus one ability. So that and, might that might be a thing. And they can turn into dudes that can attack. Oh, and they can turn into dudes that can attack because mm-hmm. we are playing a bunch of non-basics. It, it is feasible that we could have an opening hand that has zero basics in it. But if we had more instances of nature's lore, rampant growth, farseek, into the north, we could find that basic for, for Obun. Because it has to be a basic, right? No. Oh, just a land. Fuck. Never mind then. Yeah. <laughs> and this deck would also probably benefit fairly heavily from, I know he wanted to avoid landfall, but what yep. is it? The the cat making plus one plus one counter thing? Oh, um, 
Felidar Retreat. Yes, from Zendikar Rising. Mm -hmm. Felidar Retreat. Hell of a card. I think people would forgive you if you have Landfall plus one plus one counter on a card, given that it's just a better version of your commander. Also, I think that a Forgotten Ancient would pay massive dividends to this deck. Oh, yeah. Whenever a player casts a spell... It gets countered. Yes, and then during your upkeep, you can redistribute its counters to other things originally printed in Scourge. Yeah, that'd give you a really good Voltron out with your Oboon, because yeah. you can make your Oboon oh, into a you, giant dude and get a giant land, too. You know what I just thought of, too, is Felidar Retreat with Cathar's Crusade. You don't have to put the plus one on each creature you control. You could creature fall, so you put your land, you get your 2-2 cat, and then with... Cathar's Crusade, you get your plus one counters anyways. Oh. You can do it both. Oh. Fucking both. both. <laughs> Welcome to CCO Nation. <laughs> that's it. That's it. So those are our suggestions. I don't think any of those cards are going to increase the price of the deck by any yeah. unmanageable amount, right? Yeah, none of those cards are worth any money. All right. Spice Calculator. Spice Calculator. Okay. Get this. 16th most popular Naya Commander already. 145 lists on EDH Rec Deck. Puts him right below Tana the Butt Sower and Sindar Condor of Jamura. I don't even care who that is. And right above Palladium Moors the Ruiner. So she is in not the best company. Palladium Moors, we've done that deck. I think we've done Tana and Siddhar too. <laughs> Welcome to the nation. Okay. Average CMC. 3.35. No tutors in the deck. Should be one. Should always play one. Everybody gets one. Everybody gets one. That's fine, yeah. Play a worldly tutor if you got one. I know that jacks up the, the, the price of the deck, but, you know, play a gamble. There you go. Idyllic tutor. Just reprinted. Go find your, your Cathar's Crusade or your Felidar Retreat. Shit, yeah. All cards that they're not playing in the deck. <laughs> <laughs> but you should be. But you should be. And that's the point. Okay, now here's the thing. Here is the coolest part of this deck because remember, this is not found on edhrec.com in general. Naya plus ones. Yes. Right? We looked at the we, we looked at the average list, we saw a bunch of landfall stuff. Yep. Right? What we didn't see was a lot of plus one stuff. So when we added up 46 cards outside of the standard main page for Obun on edhrec.com. That's really good. 46 different cards out of the potential 140 or whatever on the stock page, right? You add it all up in the spice calculator, 64.3. Holy shit. Yeah, that is a spicy little nugget. That's a spicy-ass deck. And after we were talking about it being like, well, I don't know if it's that spicy of an actual play experience, but the deck itself... It it, 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 it it everything you want. It meets all the criteria, checks all the boxes, and if you sat down with it... And, and we're playing against it. This is what would happen with this deck. Oh, it's an Obun deck. Probably a Landfall deck. Probably lots of plus one counters, right? Like, you just kind of have that idea in your head, whether it's correct or not. But if I was playing against Magic Mike and he starts playing down this card, this card, this card, every single card, I'd be like, what does that do? What does that do? What does that do? <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't know what any of the cards in the counter support, the boys, or probably like the... A bunch of the ramp spells, like that that song of Fraley's and stuff. Like, I wouldn't... You wouldn't <laughs> have any idea. You wouldn't even know what the hell's going on. Which gives it the feeling, once you sit down and play against it, gives it that unique 
gameplay experience that we always talk about. This is one of those decks where after you've played it, there's a bunch of cards that you've written down or texted to yourself that you put on your shopping list for next time you buy cards. Very much so. And that's one of my favorite. It's one of the things that I miss the most about playing live in person EDH is I don't get to pick up a card and look at it and say, I want this. Yeah. I need to go and buy one of these right now. Yeah. Right? And I... Damn it. Yeah, yeah. But hey, speaking of which, I just got myself a real legit ass webcam that I can plug into my computer so I don't need to use my phone anymore. Oh, shit. So I'll be looking to play some VEDH games. VDH. Well, I've VDH. Been, I already play VDH. I know, but I I, I don't. Okay. Well, Maybe we'll, on Sunday. We'll play together. Yeah. Well, Sunday I'm streaming. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I guess that by the time people hear this, I'll have already... Streamed and kicked some ass, yeah. stomped some dinks, yeah. pulverized, powderized... I'll have already destroyed the Canada geeks, but thanks for having me. Speed bagged some nut sacks. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sorry that you guys agreed to play against Tana. Ooh, fee, 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 fee. <laughs> okay, sweet. Well, good luck with that. That'll, that'll be fun. We're going to VEDH eventually sometime. Now all my summer work is done. I like the deck. Big thank you to Magic Mike, Patreon supporter on the, on the preferred Discord thread for sending it in. We get a lot of decks from there yeah. because... There's dialogue, discussion that helps us kind of talk about the decks on the show. We like the decks. All of the Patreon supporters are kind of right on point with what we like and, and the kind of decks that we like. And they, and they can articulate that to us. That's weird. <laughs> There's people so, out there that have figured us out, Ryan. It's, it's so strange. Oh, no. They've only scratched the surface. <laughs> they've only scratched the surface. It's like the ocean, man. We don't know what the fuck is in there. That's true. We have no idea. Megalodong. Yeah, Megalodong. <laughs> Do not Google that. <laughs> I'll bet you that's already a movie. Oh. That makes me really sad. <laughs> you remember the remember the cartoon Street Sharks? Yes. They're Ex- just like that. Except with a with much bigger things. <laughs> Oh, we're terrible. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, with that, big thanks again to Magic Mike for sending the deck in. Big thank you to all of the Patreon supporters at patreon.com slash podcast. Give us the final thoughts of the day. Thank our glorious overlords and get us the fuck out of here so we can have a second helping of breakfast beer. <laughs> <laughs> glorious overlords, fusiongamingonline.com. They are the proud sponsors of the show, whether they know it or not. <laughs> and we, we really appreciate the support. Also, all of you being here for having us in your ear holes and your eye holes and every other hole that you have the show in each and every week. We wouldn't be here without any of you. Thank you so much. Thanks a bunch to Magic Mike, maker of memes, for sending this deck into us. It was a great to talk about, and I'm really looking forward to playing with it sometime at an MF in the future, hopefully while we're all stay able to sit up oh, upright still. Because that's important to be able to do if you're going to play Magic the Gathering. Oh, because we're going to be so goddamn old by the time we can get back together that exactly. we'll, be exactly. we'll be all bedridden. Head. Exactly. Nah. We'll be wheeling ourselves around. But still, we're going to do it because it's going to be a great time. And that's who we are right here on Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! <laughs> <laughs>